Welcome to this week's Instrument of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I'm Ian from Accounting. Uh, I don't think we had an accountant. Yeah, we've got several accountants. Uh, there's a whole department here, and we really hate it when you guys forget that we exist. Are we just a money laundering operation for a cartel? Uh, I'm going to have to go tell Julio about this because you're not going to be hosting next week. When you refer to Julio, you're, of course, referring to me and Julio because we always hang out down by the schoolyard. Yep, that's yeah. the exact one. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Uh, there's my buddy Paul down there, and then I, we, I got another friend, Simon. Uh, yeah, but our other friend, Art, was kicked out of the group a long time ago. Yeah, because he was too funky. Yeah. Well, that was some subpar wordplay from us. Uh, that was really shit. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're on our A-game today. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sleepy. Okay. I don't know why I'm so sleepy. I've only now, had two and a half beers. Normally, around this time, we would have a special episode dedicated to just Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, but probably. Comic-Con is virtual this year, so the news is slowly trickling out. I've been following some of it. I started some sort today, but I think you actually have some news for us this week like you normally do. I do, but I forgot my phone, so I'm just going to read out of the uh, USA Today news. Uh, <laughs> Plandemic rising. Numbers, uh, thousands, hundreds. Oh, they haven't gone down yet. <laughs> nope, they're still no. going up. Okay. Uh, but in other news... Alex just found this one, so I'll go ahead and talk about this uh, piece of news. Uh, Donnie Cates has a new image series coming out. Uh, it is described as uh, superheroes are viruses uh, and the anti-crossover event. Therefore, it is, of course, called crossover. I don't know what anti-crossover event means. Do you have any idea? No clue. Yeah. Jeff Shaw's involved. I know that. Maybe they'll bring a bunch of like image characters together. That'd be cool. Maybe they'll have like Invincible. Maybe they'll kill meet off Marcus from Deadly Class. Meet the girls from uh, Paper Girls. Oh, uh, speaking of Paper Girls, Paper Girls has been picked up by Amazon. Thank goodness! I can't wait to mean. finally when it goes into production in 2023. Yeah. Uh, do I have any more news on that? I think that's all I have on that. The only thing that like oh it, they've ordered it. I don't know if that makes it more official or better. Greenlit, but yeah. The yeah. only thing that like, worries me about that is I know it's going to get probably a lot of comparisons to Stranger Things from people who haven't read the comics. Uh, they're all. probably going to say it's Stranger Things for girls, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or Stranger Things ripoff and all that as well. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, I'm excited. Even though it's better than Stranger Things. Yeah, I'll say that. Don't at me. Uh, I mean, don't at me. I enjoy them both, but yeah, I'll agree with that. Oh, I love Stranger Things. Yeah. Paper Girls is better. Brian K. Vaughn's better. Yeah, you're wearing your Justice for Barb shirt right now. <laughs> I'm actually wearing... Uh, the last Comic Con ever shirt uh, from a great American Comic Con, New York Comic Con 2019. Wichita Falls Comic Con 2012. <laughs> That's Alex's shirt. Uh, more news uh, from Image Comic Books. The Walking Dead uh, is going to be colorized, and they will put out two oh issues a gosh. month in the worst cash grab of all time. Uh, seriously, and it makes me angry as someone that owns like The Walking Dead, like in like uh, hardcover, because I I would. Rather own it colorized. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll put out trays colorized. That's the only thing they want to stop buying, like, the hardcover series and wait for them just, I don't know, just throw all my, all my hardcovers in a dumpster. Yeah, they're all fucking useless now. Oh, man. Uh, but it's a cash grab. 100% cash grab. It is, and it's a brilliant cash grab. And by only doing two a month. Yeah, I know. so yeah. fucked up. I hate them for it. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I'm totally going to buy the trades. 
because I actually haven't bought it. I, I read oh, the wow. first four or five trades. Huh. Uh, they were actually some of the first comics I ever picked up, like mainstream comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after I read Simpsons comics as a kid, that was kind of like my first foray in high school. I was reading Walking Dead. So, Lucky you. Yeah, I stopped after like four or five. So here we go. Ready to get back into it now that it's going to hmm. be in color. Huh. I've seen some uh, some pages and it doesn't look bad. Doesn't look bad at all. Uh, there's a whole bunch of new mutants news. They had a panel today. Uh, they had the first scene. Yeah. Debut. I haven't watched it yet. No, they're by. Didn't care to. Not, not going to until I see the movie and I'll yeah. see the first scene. Yeah, I'm never a first scene kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors that it's still slated for an August release. August 28th. It's fucking insane. Yeah. I've also seen things uh, supposedly that it's going to be on Disney Plus in September. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. I, I'm doubtful about that. Uh, but as far as the panel's concerned, I don't think you really missed shit from it. They, uh, they announced there was plans for a trilogy. They were going to introduce Warlock and Karma in the second one. Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares. And the third one, they were going to do the Inferno uh, storyline. The Disco uh, Inferno storyline. Yes, yeah, the Disco Inferno storyline. Uh, That's a great storyline. Story involving magic. Uh, not magic. The like sleight of hand. No, and, and not the card game. Uh, but the X Men character. Yeah, it's not a card game. It's Alien an actual Rasputin. gathering. Oh, that's true. Sorry, my, my bad. Like, yeah. uh, I guess this is comic book news. Uh, Star Trek has a new series coming out. It's an animated series. You and I like are not Trek people mm-hmm. at all. No, uh-uh. Uh, and it's not. Anything in Star Trek. I've just never taken the time to really get into it. I don't know where to start because I don't think I can watch Shatner. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, I could watch Nimoy, but I don't think I could put up with Shatner. So I have to start with Next Generation. I think part of that too is like – I don't know. I have no idea how many episodes like there are of like Next Generation, but even if there's like 70 and there could be more – There's like seven or eight seasons. Yeah, it it just seems like a very daunting task. Especially like back in the day when like every season was like a 22, 23 episode season. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day, but – Right now, we're not Trekkies. No, no. Uh, I am a fan of Le- LeVar Burton as the reading rainbow guy, and that's it. I mean, that's that's his best role. <laughs> uh, the Boys Season 2 has another trailer out today, which yeah. they had some three weeks ago. Yeah. And which they look great. There's gonna have be, you seen any of the trailers for no, Season 2? I need to. Uh and there's going to be no, a <laughs> Billy Butcher, like, standalone, like, short film episode, I believe, coming out as well. Uh, as a separate thing or as one of the episodes? As a separate thing. Okay. Uh, they're going to reference the event that they talk about, like, throughout season two, and that, that's going to come out separately, I believe. Uh, and then, of course, it got renewed for season three. Today, too, it got announced. Yeah, that was the yeah. big news for it yeah. today. Yep. So. Uh, and then I think there's a Joss Whedon panel coming up, which I think we can all skip. <laughs> Unless you can like have Buffy come back and not like reboot it like actual Buffy with Sarah Michelle Geller and James uh, Masters and everything. Well, have you not heard of all the Joss Whedon drama going on right now? Yeah, all, all the hot goss. Yeah, but there, there's been Joss Whedon drama for like the past like two years. Nothing seems to stick to him because he's Teflon. Joss Whedon doesn't really acknowledge any of the shitty things yeah. that he does, and none of the shit that he does is like I guess that bad to where he's canceled. So, and he has a lot of people that have worked with him that have publicly said how much they loved him. So, yeah, yeah who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know uh, it's not really a comic book, but there's a new Simon Pegg, Nick Frost show mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, horror comedy show. Yeah, on True Seekers. True Seekers. Should yeah. be interesting. Yeah. We can talk about it because it was a Comic-Con thing. 
Yeah, and, and there's a trailer for a show called Utopia, which is a remake of a British show. But in the trailer, they were looking at a comic book, so that counts. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's a new John Cusack joint. Is it uh, really? Yeah, him, Rain Wilson, uh, Dustin Borges from uh, You're the Worst is in it as well. Uh, written by uh, Gillian, Gillian, Gillian Flynn uh, from Gone Girl and Sharp Objects fame. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing to do with comic books at all, except for they're reading a comic book in it called Utopia. So, but yeah, we will not be talking. We'll, we'll not be doing an episode on that whenever it comes out, even though we'll, we'll watch it on our own. Anyways, what are we talking about Flynn, this week? Gillian can write a, a mean story. So yeah, yes, she I can. Mean, they're very mean. Yeah. Uh, they're mean. Justice for Ben Affleck. Uh, <laughs> anyways, what we're talking about this week. This Don't week, you mean Batfleck? we are talking about season two of Doom Patrol. Now it's a little confusing. We're going to talk about the premiere when it came out, uh, the debut, and the debut with the first three episodes. Uh, but someone on this podcasting team had not finished season one, so we had to delay it Oops, a bit. And so now we're going to be talking about the first six episodes of season two of Doom Patrol. It's actually a fantastic point for us to. Uh, be talking about because there's a, a fantastic cliffhanger, which as Alex pointed out to me earlier, was a wonderful pun. Okay, but before we get into that, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about season one, only because Matt had his first experience with Doom Patrol after watching the pilot episode uh, for the past few weeks, even though basically every week since I've seen him, I've been telling him, you need to watch Doom Patrol. Yeah, he's been prepping me for this for a long time. But what he neglected to tell me was that they there were 15 one-hour episodes. Well, that wouldn't have been a problem if you actually watched it week by week or took the time to watch it over, I don't know, the nine months since season one finished. I will not be accosted verbally or otherwise uh, here in my own home. Oh, you'll be Jim Acosta. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. I would prefer to be Bob Acosta. <laughs> Um, no, Bob Costas. We are definitely like at like a C minus with our wordplay game today. Yeah, it's been poor. Yeah, it's been yeah. really, really yeah. fucking bad. But anyways, I want to before we jump into season two. What were your thoughts as season one of Doom Patrol? I thought it was good. also spoilers for Doom Patrol. Uh, I thought it was good. Let's talk about season two. Hold on. <laughs> favorite character. Uh, oh, favorite character. Um, as far as the way that it's acted, uh, Crazy Jane. Uh, but as far as my actual favorite character, uh, you gotta go Robot Man, right? Yeah, Cliff Steele. Cliff yeah. Steele. Uh, great choice. Uh, what about your favorite secondary character, like a Flex Mentallo, Danny the Street, um, something along those lines? Oh, Flex Mentallo is great. Um, and the fact that he gives everybody an orgasm, uh, <laughs> an unwanted yeah. orgasm. Yes, yeah. unwanted. Might yes. I say. Uh, hashtag cancel Flex Mentallo. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for cancel culture to, to get to Flex. Yeah, he's been yeah. needing it for yeah. some time. Uh, I love that guy, uh, but Danny the Street is is top fucking notch. There's no beating Danny the Street. So, and I know where they're going now, season yeah. two. But I mean, that's well, that's a story. For and five jumping in to season two, there is. Well, n- well, what are your thoughts on season one? Obviously, uh, you liked it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Otherwise, um, you were just trying to punish me by making yeah, me watch it. Yeah, it was amazing. And Who was your favorite character other than Cliff Steele? Okay, uh, then it was Danny the Street. Uh, oh, wow. So you just yeah. go straight for Danny, Danny the Street. Street. All yeah. right. Uh, Why do you like Danny so bad? Why uh, do you like them? Because Danny... using the proper pronouns? Yes, I appreciate you using Danny's proper pronouns. Yes. Uh, because Danny was amazing. Like, a sentient street. The fact that they were able to pull that off... 
and make me care about a street was masterclass level storytelling. Yep. And this show is masterclass level writing, not to use that word again, but I will, because there is no show that can have that will ever have this level of absurdity and make you feel so horrible for the tragic things that happen and have happened to the characters. Every episode is I know. just a fucking ride and it's funny and it's ridiculous yeah. and it's sad. It's it's like Bojack Horseman, but with far more absurdity. Which but still e- equally dark. Uh, give me a quick name of a Bojack Horseman character that is ridiculous uh, that personifies the animal that it is named after. Oh, well, I don't, I've never met an animal named Todd. Uh, <laughs> so I can't help you out there. I've never met an animal named Mr. Adult Man either. <laughs> Those are humans. I'm talking about the oh. animal characters. Oh, okay. Then I don't know who you're talking about. I'm just saying any of them. Oh, okay. God, now this show yeah. has gone off the rails and we're, yeah. we have been canceled. Yeah. The butts were attacking. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, yeah, there are attacking butts. Yes. Uh, there are sex demons. Yes. Okay, so, and that's what I love about this show, is because it somehow, it's the first, like, show I've seen, comic property-wise, that still borrows heavily from the comic book elements, but still tells its own storyline, but blends them so well together to where you don't feel like you're missing out on on what was in the comics at all. You feel like it still honors the comics and tells the storylines properly. Well, here's the thing is... Even in the comics, even in Grant Morrison's comics, like they introduced a new character in season two. Uh, they introduced Dorothy, who in the Grant Morrison comics I did not care for at all. This show has made me care for each person, yes, in its own in their own unique way, yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm fucking crazy about it. It's wild. Oh no, it's a really really like, incredible show. You want aside from uh, now it's called her probably. You want nothing but happiness for, for these characters. Even him, like you can see, like there's conflict, and then there's just a desire to do and be good. Yeah. Timothy Dalton does a fantastic job of just showing someone who's tortured because he's always taken the path that he believes is for the betterment of either what he is working for, even if it hurts others, whether it's betterment for loved ones, the betterment for science, or whatever he is passionate about. Even if it hurts others, he knows that he believes he's working towards some sort of greater good for someone. We've got a goddamn James Bond in this fucking show. It's true. Timothy Dalton is master class. Uh, I will say, too, if he was British, I feel like Matt Bomber would, would be a great James Bond. I don't know who Matt Mr. Bomber Negative. Is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see the shit out of yeah. that. Yeah, we've got... So we've got... Uh, the two main, I guess three, you got Matt Bomber, uh, you've got four, Diane Guerrero. Yes. Those are kind of the two minor. And you've got number three coming in, in my opinion, Brendan Fraser from The Mummy, uh, who some people on t-shirts have said uh, should really be called the daddy because dude was such a hunk back in the day. Uh, and then you got Timothy Dalton. Wow. I Solid can't believe cast. he disrespected Rita like that. Uh, April Bowlby. Uh, yes, Aldi? best known for her one episode in You're the Worst, where she played one of Gretchen's four friends that showed up at a party at Jimmy's house. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think people probably recognize her more from her stint on Two and a Half Men than they uh, do on You're the Worst. But I was talking about this earlier, actually, with my wife. It's that it's amazing for... Uh, Say it like Borat. For... <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Who are you talking my... about? My... 
wife. Perfect bar impression. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, but for April Wobbly, who this was like her first major role by a wide margin, especially compared to the other leads in the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she does such a wonderful job uh, as Rita, like embodying this actress who is out of her time uh, and definitely talks with someone who has that proper like stage training coming from like the classic golden age of cinema background. It's funny that you say that because my girlfriend peeked in. Uh, I was watching the show the, uh, the other morning. Peaked in? Peaked in. Your girlfriend's name is Pete Din. She's <laughs> her name is Pete Din. She had it officially changed. That sounds three made seconds up. Ago. I guess what? all names are made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking Alex. <laughs> it sounds like a real fucking weird name, dude. But she she happened to hear me mm. watching the show and yeah. she's like, Who the fuck is that? Their accent is horrible. They oh. cannot be I'm sorry. That's how they talked on on the silver screen, okay, during the Golden Age when they were shooting on location on the back lots of Hollywood Studios. I like it. I've never had a problem yeah. with her accent. Yeah. But my girlfriend clocked it okay. the second she heard I it. I want as her fake. to be canceled. Cancel culture, get on it. <laughs> I'm not going to give you her name because I'm not going to make it easy on you, cancel culture. Uh, her name's Erin. Good luck finding her. <laughs> She's actually on the new season of The Mole, which is why you can't find her. Ooh, whatever happened to the show The Mole? That I think it's actually cool. coming back. And actually, off Are you mic. For real? Uh, yes. Uh, off mic, we'll, we'll talk about that in another uh, sort of reality show that's airing on CW right now, but we'll talk about that off mic. Yeah, you and I are going to talk yeah, about yeah. off mic stuff yeah. in a minute. <laughs> off mic. Anyways, we're on mic. On mic. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Who's Mike? Who uh, are you getting on? Season two uh, adapted one of my favorite storylines from the comics, which was the Sexman. Uh, Holy shit. I didn't get this far in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love the Sexman. Uh, and the fact that they're able to bring them in, uh, have their proper titles on there, it was just so amazing. And just that episode was just so off the wall and perfectly Doom Patrol in every single way. I didn't think there was anything that in I, well I take that back. There's one I think the the premiere encapsulated what Doom Patrol is just as well yes. as the as the sex patrol. But there being a sex party with a room that you can't go in without instantly orgasming. Yeah. Uh, All caused by Flex Mentello flexing to try and make Rita have an orgasm uh so she could remember repressed memories. Uh yep. that summoned a sex demon who looked who's in some faraway mountains uh that we can't know as well but he sensed her orgasm meditating all the way over there yeah he's a a ripped pregnant dude yes <laughs> and we had to stop him from giving birth uh to stop i said we we're not part of the new patrol yeah don't come after a csi C- csi cia csi will never catch us <laughs> uh mark Harmon, bring it on bitch is that csi did i do it right uh, is mark Harmon survivor no, that's Mark Burnett. Okay. A lot of Marks out there. On CBS. Yeah. CBS, yeah. stop hiring white yeah. men named Mark. Come on, Les Moonves, listen up. <laughs> oh, God. Right, speaking of cancel culture. Um. Anyway, but like that episode, I agree with you, the pilot, not the pilot, but the premiere of season two, really, those two perfectly like encapsulate like what Doom Patrol is. My favorite moment from that entire episode is there's this incredibly violent dramatic moment going on because they've all been shrunk down 
uh, to the size of like a beer can. Yeah. Say because I've got a beer can here. I think that's about <laughs> the size that they are. Um, and then Dorothy, who's introduced, has these monster imaginary best friends that are real yes. in her head, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Is a good way it's weird because, like, obviously they did it on purpose, but like her abilities mirror Jane and that she. Jane talks to other people because she has multiple personalities that also exist and manifest in ways different. Dorothy as well, but they're like imaginary friends that manifest themselves. Yes, they they exist outside of herself. Yes, and she also has... And Dorothy has a like cosmic level power to where she can wish anything into existence, basically. Yep, and the craziest bit about this is one of her imaginary friends, I'll call them, Mm -hmm. uh... Was chasing down, I think, Robot Man and and Niles. Yeah. So Cliff Steele and, and my boy Timothy Dalton, uh, and he knocks a car off this table, and then you see it, and it's just like thundering loud, and then you realize that they're tiny, tiny humans, and <laughs> yeah, it yeah. falls on the yeah, the it's amazing. Like, yeah. It falls on the floor, and it just goes dink. Yeah, and it's from the... It zooms out into, like, actual human perspective. And it's from the racetrack, too, that uh, he was working on during the first season as well, which is a nice callback, he being Cliff Steele. Uh, I think the most tragic episode of this season so far is the one uh, where Larry, Mr. Negative, goes back home and meets his son, and his son betrays him. Like, that is dark and so depressing. Uh, And Larry's returning home. gets shot. Yeah, and Larry's returning home. Because he learned that one of his sons died. And his son was Told a conspiracy himself. theorist. Uh, but he, because he believed that Larry never actually died. And he learns that his wife also believed in that conspiracy as well, too. He listened to way too many episodes of the Boogeyman podcast with yeah. Kyle Kinane. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, not enough, really, if you ask me. Uh, and Dave Stone. Please don't respect, disrespect Dave Stone. I will disrespect whoever I want. Because I am the doctor of disrespecting. So... What would you say was your... You can't ban me. ...favorite moment so far from season two? Well, I think I... Well, there's a bunch, but I think, I, I think we've already talked about them. Uh, but the... I guess the one that I hadn't talked about, but I did touch on, was the, the orgasming scene. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Crazy Jane decides to go in to help uh, Rita... Uh, and she walks into the room and immediately is confronted with an orgasm. Uh, <laughs> confronted with an orgasm. It's probably the first time that sentence has ever been uttered uh, in human history. <laughs> I'm proud of myself on that. Uh, but yeah, she, I mean, that's kind of what happens. Tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> She's confronted with an orgasm. Uh, and just the body language and the acting that is happening there physically, uh, absolutely loved it. Cracked me up to fucking uh, yeah. And I, then she shoved the baby that, if it screams, will basically destroy the world, uh, back into a man's vagina. Yes. Yeah. I Well, we never saw uh, whatever genitalia he had, so whatever we don't know. Were. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. And we don't know if he was a man. He just presented uh, as a man on screen. That's But he was, he was in... I don't say otherworldly. He was. I mean, he was a demon, non-traditional human hu- humanoid, because, because he had human characteristics. Yeah, but he was a demon. I just liked all the fucking demons, the actual demons that were fucking. Uh, anywho, what was your favorite moment from the season? 
I think Miles from so far. actually episode six. It was whenever Cliff brings up uh, Jane is covered in wax because Dorothy killed baby doll. Uh, spoilers. Uh, and wished her away and she's covered in wax. And Niles and Cliff are argue- arguing about what to do. And Larry walks in and be like, hey guys, there's something on the front lawn that you want to see. And Cliff goes, what? Is Dorothy running around with uh, wearing Jane's, or no, wearing Rita's skin? <laughs> <laughs> and Larry's like, no, there's a spaceship. Uh, on the front lawn, which is also just like that, also perfectly encapsulated like Doom Patrol. Like this horribly tragic event just occurred, and an absurd event is taking place at the same time. And then a spaceship lands on their front lawn. On yes. top of that. Uh, and someone we haven't talked about really at all uh, is Cyborg. Cyborg. Booyah. Because yeah. uh, he's not a part of Grant Morrison's comic book run. No. Uh, but he is. He's not a part of the current uh, Doom Patrol either. No, but he uh, he's fantastic. Joby and Wade plays him. Uh, and I like him better than Cyborg in the Just League movies. Uh, and Grant, Grant, obviously, we've had more than, like, maybe Cyborg probably had 40 minutes of screen time. I need to actually retract my favorite moment from this okay. season in a second, but go ahead. Uh, in that his storyline right now has kind of been on the outside as well. But I'm still enjoying it and, like, where it's going. Uh, and... I would be happy if Cyborg joined Titans at some point uh, as well. But it's he's been a nice addition because he's that traditional superhero. So the Doom Patrol can measure themselves against the traditional superhero. And he can measure them himself up to them as well. Because while he's not like fighting like Sinestro or anything, he, he still needs to be a hero by learning how to conquer these absurd measurements. Because it's still about saving the planet or saving mankind or just saving a singular individual, just not in the way that Batman or Superman normally would. Well put. Uh, he's very real and very raw. You can like everything kind of hangs out. Like you yeah. can see all the emotion. It's really great. Uh, which brings me to my favorite moment, which actually involves him. Okay. But it is the montage uh, in Cliff Steele's <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. These seventies. Buddy cop montage yes. of steel and stone. It was amazing. <laughs> Where he's got a insane wig and Cyborg has like a half afro. Yeah. And it's fucking insane. And you tell us why the montage that like Cyborg is the by the book cop yeah. uh, and Cliff is the uh, Play it, uh, play it loose. Uh, I watched I it like three or four times, and I think every single clip has one of them pulling their gun on <laughs> somebody or something. And then there's one where they're in the precinct, in the, <laughs> and Cliff pulls his gun on the shower. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget, is that Chief is playing the Chief. Yeah, yeah. It's just perfect. It's amazing, and so it led to the, another great scene as well. Where Cliff is trying to save the day from someone being mugged and ends up punching a guy into oblivion, and then a guy tries to run away and ends up slapping the car door and slicing his finger off, yep. which Cliff then steals his finger to try <laughs> and make him more human. It's just. It works. It both just works. Brendan Fraser and Matt Bomber do a fantastic job with their voice performances as well, too. Like, even though. Do you think Matt Bomber's in the costume? Do we know? Uh, I believe he is not. Uh, I, I believe him and Brendan only act like when it's 
flashbacks uh, for the characters. That's too bad. Yeah, but they, they do a fantastic job like w- with their voice work, even though they're not the ones on screen. Hearing Brendan Fraser say fuck no less than I think 120 yeah, times. Yeah, he's basically the last Jason Muse is what he is. <laughs> the fucking fuck! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's been pretty amazing. Yeah. So. Season two has not dropped in quality from season one at all, I would say. No. Nope. Uh, and also, if you haven't watched Doom Patrol and you don't have DC Universe, it is also airing on HBO Max. Every episode from season one and season two is on there, and it comes out every Thursday. A new episode came out today, actually, that we have not seen yet. Yeah. Um, because there was such a good cliffhanger. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, before we get to that, I love Dorothy. I, I, I know I said it a minute ago. She's so good. Yeah. This, they got a child actor who's just incredible. And I didn't really... 